0: The following is a presentation of the New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital Center, a better place to get better. Welcome to the Health and Happiness Show with Casey, a weekly presentation with guests, ideas, information, and fun designed to improve your life from 100.7 WHUD.
1: Hi, it's Casey. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you are ready to shine on. You know, people ask me all the time, how do you sound so happy and upbeat? ...on your daily morning radio show. Well, I've got a few secret weapons, and chief among them is this. Most every day, the very, very, very first thing I read is an email from the School of Practical Philosophy. They send me a free quote of the day and story of the week. Here's a recent quote. It's by Vivekananda, an Indian Hindu monk who lived in the late 1800s, who said, Why should we expect anything in return for what we do? Be grateful to the man you help. Think of him as God. Is it not a great privilege to be allowed to worship God by helping our fellow man? Shazam! Now isn't that the perfect little attitude adjuster to start your work day? Don't go in looking for thanks. Just go in looking to do good. Well, I've been living by and learning from the School of Practical Philosophy quotes for years. I don't even remember how I first found them and signed up for the free quotes. But now, to my great delight, I have discovered that the School of Practical Philosophy, which is actually a school, has a branch in New York City and one here in the Hudson Valley on the old Borden Estate in Walk Hill, New York. So I just signed up for their introductory online course. It starts Tuesday. Take it with me. We'll learn together. You'll be so surprised at how affordable this is. Visit philosophyworks.org. We're going to get a little philosophy lesson coming up in a bit from our guest Donald Wigman. Donald is a member of the Board of Trustees of the School of Practical Philosophy. He's also a woodworker and a teacher at the school and a longtime student at the school. Before we get philosophical, he's going to share the history of the School of Practical Philosophy.
2: In England, in the early 1930s, there was a man named Leon McLaren. At the time, was very interested in sort of the economic issues that were obviously facing the world at that time. So they actually started offering these classes in economics. And they were loosely based on an American economist named Henry George, who had some theories about how economic justice could actually be brought into the community. And this went on for years and years and years. And then in the late 50s, early 60s, 1960s, it was clearer that to really understand economics, that philosophy had to become part of the program as well. Subsequently, the philosophy sort of took off. And although there's an ongoing and active economic study in the school. The philosophy is really the core study in the
1: school. So it started 1930s England when we were looking for economic justice. Is that one way to put it?
2: That's a very good way of putting it. Okay. And his father was a member of parliament. His big issue was economic justice. He was sort of, Andrew McLaren was sort of known for that being the thing that most motivated him. And at the time, there was even the possibility of some of these principles being instituted. Churchill was interested, but then world events sort of came in and it got put on the back burner. But to this day, it's a very interesting question.
1: And when did this school come to, or this school of thought, which then became a school, how did it come to New York?
2: Typically, people would be sort of taking classes in the school in London and enjoying those classes, participating in them. And then something would cause someone to have to move. You know, they would typically say, well, we really missed the class. And they were encouraged to see if uh, the same program could be offered wherever it was that they found themselves. So now there are schools around the world. There are a number of schools here in North America, South America, Canada, various places in Europe, Africa, um, Australia, New Zealand, all you know, basically offering a very similar program.
1: And I was delighted to find out from you, Donald, that this is here in the Hudson Valley as well.
2: Yes. Yeah, we've been at it for, I guess, about 25 years or so, offering classes here. And it it feels like there's a real uptick in interest and people's uh, uh, desire to look at uh, the study of philosophy as it might be something that they could apply to their life and make a difference in their life. The past few years we've had really good um, registrations and turnouts, and if someone were to come on an an evening when we're offering a class, it's it's a dynamic event.
1: A dynamic event, I bet. I bet indeed (laughs) it is a dynamic (laughs) event with lots of great minds talking about lots of things that really matter. I found you through your quote of the day.
2: Yes, there's actually a quote of the day and a story of the week. But I was delighted to hear that, and I passed it on to the people who run this program. That you found it helpful and uh, inspiring for yourself. That was that was great news. You know, you don't really know when you put these things out there what impact they'll
1: have. I get up very early in the morning, and when I come into the studio, I need a mailbox full of positive email <laughs> to get me started. And I don't know uh-huh. how I found you, but your your quote of the day and your weekly story have been nectar from the gods for me right so thank you thank you
2: you know you're very welcome and i think it's fair to say that everyone who participates this and helps run it what's really motivating all of us is just the desire that these great ideas fine principles good reminders that they be made available to people so that they can benefit from them. So that's how we get paid is just hearing that someone actually made use of it and found that it made a difference in their life, which is why the word practical is so important because practical means that it's something that will have an effect. Right, you know, right. It will change something. You know, you could study philosophy and argue theories and different philosophers. But if you were to come to one of our classes, what you'd find is students talking about what their actual experience of applying what they've heard in the class is. That's the dynamic part.
1: We're talking to Donald Wigman from the School of Practical Philosophy, Hudson Valley Branch. There's also a school in New York City. I just signed up for the online introductory course. Which starts very soon. What else does the school offer, and what happens at the end of my study? Do I get a degree of some kind?
2: No, you won't get a degree, um, but what will happen is if the study, if the class, if the discussion and practice... If you found it inspiring, then you might choose to take the next class. So we have a foundation class, which is called Philosophy Works, which is what you've registered for. And then usually there's a group of people who just you know say, well, this is really interesting, but I'd like to go further with it. And then there are a few more of these foundation courses offered. So they they might emphasize happiness, which I think is our second foundation course. There's also one that's really centered on the subject of love in all different ways of coming at that subject. Mm -hmm. Freedom is another one. Presence of mind and ultimately if people you know are really lit up by the subject we come to a point where we offer the practice of meditation which we've been doing i think since the, the mid 60s really you just keep going i mean i'm i've just turned 60 but i've been attending classes for 38 years wow um, so and the and the fun thing is that you never you know it's not a subject that you would say oh, I've mastered this and Mm -hmm. I'm done. It's really about self-discovery in a way. And that's just a journey that, you know, I think if you said you've figured it out, you probably have.
1: (laughs) Exactly. That's one of the hallmarks of not having figured it out to say you've got it all under control. Exactly. We're talking to Donald Wigman. The School of Practical Philosophy is the topic of conversation today. So you've been taking 38 years of classes, and it's just really personal enrichment. Is that one way to say it? Well,
2: I would say so, but along the way, you know, there's different studies you mentioned. you, You asked that question. I'd say it's personal, but at the same time, working with Things that would you know, help us uh, make our way in the world uh, more attentively, more with more vitality, with more energy. Um, certainly, the practice of meditation is immensely helpful with that. And hopefully, the, you know, the people around you benefit too. So it's not just personal, but your coworkers, your family. Uh, in my case, our dog. Um, mm-hmm. you know, everybody should benefit in a way from the, from the pursuit. And also, just important to note, in those 38 years, although I look after the branch here in the Hudson Valley, I'll go into New York City tonight, where I'm a student. So all of our staff uh, are also students, and that part of the, the journey stays the whole time through. It's not as if you graduate and get a certificate, you stay a student forever.
1: Our learning journey continues with Donald Wigman as we get a lesson in practical philosophy on the way.
0: This is the Health and Happiness Show with Casey on 100.7 WHUD. If you have a question or need more information about things you've heard on the show, email Radio at gmail.com. The Health and Happiness Show, information, fun, and inspiration.
1: Is an award-winning Hudson Valley Hospital get even better? It teams up with the number one hospital in New York. Hudson Valley Hospital is now part of New York Presbyterian, and with our new name comes new possibilities. New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital now has expanded clinical services previously not available in the Hudson Valley, and easy access to the expertise and resources of New York Presbyterian in Manhattan. Visit nyp.org slash Hudson Valley to learn more about the amazing things happening here. Hi, it's Casey. Donald Wigman is our guest today from the School of Practical Philosophy with locations in New York City and Walk Hill. It began in England in the 30s and has spread across the world by simply presenting the ideas of some of the world's greatest minds. Their quote of the day and story of the week has been a big inspiration to me. You can sign up for free at philosophyworks.org. I start the online introductory course Tuesday. I think I paid all of $10 to register, Donald. So how does the school stay afloat with such low fees?
2: I'm also a member of the board of trustees, so this was something that we looked at pretty carefully. And in New York, I'd say there's... Probably approximately a thousand students who are taking classes. Of that thousand, perhaps um, you know a couple of hundred are introductory students. The idea is that to just offer this and make it available to as many people as possible. Should someone say I'd like to continue, the fees would go up from there. So. For instance, most of the foundation courses, the fee would be $90. It's still very reasonable when it goes up a bit more, but I think on the whole it stays very reasonable. One of the ways that we get to do that is that the staff just volunteers their time. So really our expenses are advertising, uh, electricity, teaching materials, that sort of thing. So we really managed to run a very lean operation, and it's somehow, and I think there's a little bit of magic, too. I can't quite figure it out, because mm. if you came to Wallkill, you'd see we're in a beautiful old turn-of-the-century uh, Borden mansion. It's just a very, very nice place to study philosophy and walk on the grounds and look at the views. It always struck me that there's some part of this that you can't just can't explain.
1: The School of Practical Philosophy in New York City and here in the Hudson Valley as well, Donald Wigman of the Board of Trustees, is our guest today. So what's coming up this semester?
2: There's lots of possibilities. So if a student is near New York City and wants to attend a class, and as you mentioned, the fee is very reasonable, it's just a $10 registration fee, they can attend... Uh, The introductory course is offered Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday morning. In the Hudson Valley, our introductory course uh, is being offered on Tuesday, this winter term, and it starts on January 12th. All we ask students to do is is to register online so we know who's coming, but there isn't even an administrative fee here. What we found was that by really making the course virtually free. It lets so many more people just sample it mm-hmm. and see if it's something they like and then if they and the economics worked out because many more people stay and pay for subsequent courses.
1: Brilliant. Brilliant. That's some economic justice right there.
2: <laughs> exactly. I mean it, our mission is to make the great wisdom of of mankind available to as many people as possible and our sources are uh, very varied from ancient eastern work uh, socrates plato stoic philosophers renaissance philosophers at the end you sort of discover that really no matter where people are from what age they lived in there's a commonality in this wisdom that's you know unmistakable and universal so that's the sort of uh, philosophy that we seek to uncover and apply and then see what happens. One of the principles that I recall from very early on, and it it holds to this day, is that we don't ask anyone to accept or reject anything that's presented in the class, but to try it. And I think that's where it becomes real for the students, because if you put something that you've heard into practice and you discover that it makes a positive change in your life or your circumstance, then you have it. And that's very different than just sort of nodding your head and saying, I agree with this.
1: Right, right. Or or I understand. I took the notes and I can tell tell you the it, it, story it, it, back again.
2: So Exactly. So
1: give us, Donald Wigman, if you could, from the School of Practical yes. Philosophy, an example of something maybe that you learned from one of these great minds and then applied.
2: In that foundation course, in the introductory course, there's quite a bit. One of the things that we consider right at the very beginning is the nature of wisdom. Uh, What is it? And really to consider the fact that although we may not always act wisely or reasonably, that wisdom is something that is available to us. So one of the early practices is when confronted with a difficult situation is to ask, what would a wise person do here? And surprisingly, that wise person is you, and you just really need to... Avail yourself of something that's already there. You know, I remember one student said something like he had two goats that always fought over the food bowl. Every time he put down the food bowl, it was a real, you know, challenge to to keep these two goats from fighting over it. So he remembered the simple question: What would a wise person do? And he put down a second food bowl. Um, <laughs> I mean, not everything is earth-shaking, you know, I mean, but there is another uh, key part of that foundation course is to recognize the value of being able to be still. Um, so in the face, again, of some sort of challenge or confusion or agitation, if you can have some tools to help bring your, you know, your inner being to rest, it can be much easier to navigate through those circumstances and situations. So right at the very beginning, we have a practice that we ask our students to do when they go home of just spending up to two minutes at a time, maybe twice a day, just letting go of all the mental activity all the preoccupations and the rest and connecting with the present and being inwardly still. And lo and behold, it's a, it's a game-changing, life-changing power and strength to develop. Um, you know, for instance, running my business, every day there's uh, tons of challenges, um, but I find if I can just, rather than, you know, reach for worry or, or stress or something like that, just get quiet for a moment, usually something obvious just comes up and says this you know we're going this direction right um, and it's quite helpful
1: and that that voice just gets louder and louder
2: exactly and that's and that's really I, for myself that's the work of a lifetime uh i still get you know after 38 years of philosophy classes and 35 years of meditation still find that there are circumstances that throw me but there's recourse to this inner strength that usually will, you know, carry the day?
1: Donald Wigman, the guest, the School of Practical Philosophy is what we're talking about. It is yours to enjoy. PhilosophyWorks.org is your website, yes?
2: Yes, it is. And uh, we have a Hudson Valley site, too, which is HVPhilosophy.org. Um, HV hvhudsonvalleyphilosophy.org. I think it's very well done, and if someone's interested, a good way to find out more. And of course, any link to registration would be available there, too.
1: And I bet you can sign up for those quotes of the day and weekly stories, too.
2: Exactly. All of that as well. They've Uh, kept
1: me in radio. (laughs)
3: <laughs> really
2: <laughs> i I was so told, you know when I got the email that's you know how it came about, I was just so delighted that you put something out in the atmosphere in mm. the air and you just don't know um you know who and I'm sure there's plenty of people will never know, right. you know who were impacted by that sort of thing but that's the you know that's the idea is that by working together and And through self-inquiry, perhaps uh, meeting the world in a way that has some impact on the world as well.
1: Donald Wigman from the School of Practical Philosophy. It's already had a big impact on my world. It could impact yours as well. Visit philosophyworks.org. Next up, a young musician who wrote his first song for his mom.
0: This is the Health and Happiness Show with Casey on 100.7 WHUD. Find out more and listen to previous shows online at kcradio.com.
4: Hi, it's Holly Shelowitz with your nourishing wisdom. Here are some time-saving tips so you can eat healthy food even when you're busy. Nourishing meals sustain your body, fuel your brain, keep blood sugar levels balanced, and your mood steady. And they definitely take planning. Introducing your new best friend, your crockpot or a slow cooker. Use it to cook while you sleep. Just take 10 minutes or less to assemble ingredients in the evening, turn on low, and go to sleep. When you wake up, you'll have a delicious soup or stew. Ladle into your wide mouth thermos and you are ready to roll with an amazing breakfast or incredible lunch. Or spend 10 minutes in the morning assembling your ingredients, turn it on low, and it makes dinner while you're at work. Make soups, stews, chili, you can even roast a chicken. Visit nourishingwisdom.com for more time-saving tips and recipes. I'm Holly with your nourishing wisdom. Blessings on your day. Hi, it's Casey. South Salem's Mark Giacomo is a 7th grader at John Jay
1: Middle School. He's been playing guitar for about a year now, and he's written his very first song, and it's about his mom. How did that happen?
3: One day, I just woke up, and then I just started to play on my guitar. Then I was, try- was playing a song from my favorite band, Pearl Jam, and uh, I-, I figured out an- another thing I could play there, and it turned out to be the... Uh, the tune for my mom's song.
1: And then the lyrics, did they come to you easily?
3: No, they did not. They really did not. I really had to work on that.
1: Yeah, well, they came out beautiful, so you and your mom must be pretty close, huh?
3: Yeah. And what about your siblings? I have two younger brothers, Lucas and Dylan. Dylan just turned seven. Oh, yeah, and Lucas is nine. Oh,
1: well, Dylan's seven, Lucas is nine. So do you think there's any chance you can, you know, teach him to play drums or horn or something?
3: Dylan, my youngest brother, is starting drum lessons next week.
1: I feel a family band coming on in the yeah. DiGiacomo household.
3: Yep. Is this your dream for the future, to be a musician? And uh, Yeah, I, it is. Something I want to do full-time. And, and do you study at school? Do you take music at school? I do, but I take uh, an instrument I really don't like. Uh Uh-oh, what are you playing? I play the viola. You play the viola. Yeah.
1: You're not crazy about the viola.
3: No, I, I'm not trying to be mean here, but I absolutely hate it.
1: <laughs> You're more comfortable with the guitar.
3: I'm, it, it's that. That's my weapon of choice.
1: All right, Mark Giacomo, 7th grader at John J. Middle School in South
3: Salem. What are your plans for the future? I really just want to make it big with my music. I want to have a nice band and have a nice future ahead of me. Well, we wish you that, too. And what would you like to tell people about this song you wrote for your mom? It's going to be on iTunes, so... <laughs> But uh, I wouldn't, I would like if you listened to it because it took a lot of time and work and effort. It will make me feel good that I know that people are listening to it.
1: mom, a song written by Mark DiGiacomo, a seventh grader from South Salem. Remember that name, Mark Giacomo. He's ready to shine on. Have a great week.
0: You've been listening to The Health and Happiness Show with Casey. The content of The Health and Happiness Show is intended for general information purposes only. The Health and Happiness Show is a presentation of the New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital Center. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at caseyradio.com. Join Casey for another edition of The Health and Happiness Show next Sunday morning on 100.7 WHUD.